Thanks for joining me today. My name is James Briscoe. I'm an ordained Baptist minister for the past 27 years. Recently, God has called me to be one of his latter day prophets. The prophets came and you'll see in the scriptures that we study today. It came to warn the religious leaders and the priests that they weren't doing their job and they needed to get on the job calling out sin because God was going to bring a heavy judgment against them and the people because the people continue to be disobedient, wicked, and sinful. So I come today to call out sin and tell you modern day hypocrites, ministers, that you need to get on your job and start calling out sin. My purpose is to reach the this the, the uh, remnant and tell the remnant you need to get on your job and stop all this preaching to the choir and start doing things that have to do with your leaving in the very near soon in the rapture. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this day. Help me to continue to do what you have taught me to do. Let me speak well and do well for you in Jesus name. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have formulated this podcast a little different this time, and it's going to be titled The Sin of the Copycat Syndrome, The Sin of the Copycat Syndrome, and we formulated it a little bit different. We will start with scriptures found in the Old Testament in the book of Hosea, because I said we're going to be mentioning what Hosea said to the people and to the priests. And many of you know Hosea, he's a minor prophet. He's found in the book of prophecies. The minor prophets were not because what they said was minor or was not that important, but because they didn't write as much as the major prophets like Isaiah. So we're going to, I'm going to let you know two of the scriptures that Hosea is well known by. The first is, and it comes out of the fourth chapter, sixth verse. My people perish because they don't know me. That's the first one that he's well-known. That's a well-known scripture. And the second one is one I use all the time. And it comes out of Hosea 8 and 7. And it says, they have sown to the wind and they will reap the whirlwind. I use that all the time. So Hosea is known. Some of his scriptures are known. And we're going to get into Hosea. Now, Hosea was speaking to the northern kingdom. The kingdom had divided the, after Sol Solomon's terrible financial uh, fiasco. The kingdom divided into two, the northern kingdom and the southern. Ten of the tribes went north, two stayed in the southern one. Hosea goes to the ten because they're going to go into captivity soon by the Assyrians if they don't change their way. He goes and he tells them, you're guilty of lawlessness. You haven't kept the, the laws. You are in, you have immoral, immoral behaviors and you're ignorant of God's word and you're practicing idolatry. See, they had just put God's word and God's commandments to the side and they were just doing what they wanted to up there in that northern kingdom. And Hosea came up to speak to them. Now we're going to get into it. I told you we we form, formulated this just a little bit different, but we're going to to get into what the book of Hosea is about. We're going to be in that fourth chapter. We're going to read 6 through 9 and then skip the 10th and read the 11th chapter. And then we're going to read the 12th chapter. Are you ready? Let's get started. My people, the six, 
perish because they don't know me. And it's all your fault. You priests, for, for you yourselves refuse to know me, and therefore I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Hear that? Since you forgot me and forgot my laws, I will forget to bless your children. That's the sixth verse. That's what Hosea is telling him. He, he came straight to the priests who were the representatives of God in the temple. The seventh verse, the more my people multiply or the population increases, the more they sin against me. They exchange the glory of God for the disgrace of an idol. That's ridiculous. Eight, four, eight. The priests rejoice in the sins of the people. They lap it up and lift their lips for more. I'm, I'm reading from the Living Bible, and the Living Bible is just more explicit and didn't have the beautiful language that the King James is, but I wanted to make it plain. The ninth verse of that fourth chapter, it reads, and thus it is. This is a cliche. The cliche is that God gave to Hosea. Here's the cliche. Like priests, like people. That's the quotes. I have quotes on those. Like priests, like people. That's that cliche that God gave him. Because the priests, I'm still reading the ninth verse, because the priests are wicked, the people are too. Therefore, I will punish both priests and people for all their wicked deeds. That's what God is saying through the, through the prophet. And he brings a heavy hand to judge it. Probably about 50 years after Hosea had told them that it's coming their way. The 11th verse, I skipped the 10th. Wine, women, and song have robbed my people of their souls. That's a heathenistic way of believing and, be, and practicing. And I'll talk a little more about that. And then I get to the last chapter in our text, the 12th chapter. Chef, the last verse in our text, I mean, it's the 12th verse. For they are asking a piece of wood to tell them what to do. Ain't that ridiculous? And then they go to the tea leaves to find out what divine truths are. They had tea leaf readers then, and they still have them even today. That's what they do. Now, this is the cliche that Dr. McGee has for these verses. Dr. McGee said this. Either the word of God will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the word of God. Isn't that beautiful? So you see it right in those verses. They stayed away from the word of God. Either the word of God will keep you from sin. If they were reading the word, studied it, and then applying it and practicing it, they wouldn't be sinning. Or sin will keep you from the word of God. And that's what was keeping them away from the word of God. You understand? That's just what when you stop following God's word, you're heading down a destructive path. And I'm going to talk more about that as we move it to this podcast. Since the beginning of time, people have followed the crowd and mirrored what they were doing. They mirrored what they wore, how they talked, their behaviors, and the thoughts that they espoused. Even today, I call this as being a copycat. To be a copycat, you must lack a healthy self-image and purpose for your life. You are seeking to find yourself because you're a copycat, to find yourself in the actions and the deeds of others who are trendsetters and that, that can lead 
you astray from your fellowship with God. So in seeking to be like them, this can lead you away from your fellowship with God. Faddish behaviors give the masses of non-personalities. I came up with that. That's one of my words that I have uh, created. Non-personalities, ways and behaviors that make them more acceptable to the others who have empty personalities just like them. I love that. The problem with adopting the copycat syndrome is that it violates the first, second, and tenth commandment of God. The fad becomes your God and the idol that you choose to worship. The tenth one is by coveting. By coveting what others are doing, you choose to desire what they have so you can have a greater sense of self-worth. Your worth, self-worth means nothing unless you're copying somebody. However, sin is man's basic nature. That's what we do by nature. And his, and this effort to follow other people's behavior destroys our relationship with God. By choosing to follow worldly actions and behaviors, we allow the devil, listen to this, we allow the devil, we allow the devil to gain a, power, a powerful control over us. You hear that? When we choose to follow worldly behaviors, we allow the devil to gain powerful control over us, which will lead us to hell and damnation. You hear that? Let's move on. Our Bible text strongly supports the proposition that men who choose to copycat and mimic worldly behaviors are moving down the path that many have followed for the history of mankind, and that's the path to destruction. You hear that? The path to destruction. So we see today, and we know that since the beginning of time, people have mirrored behaviors and followed and use and and use copycatting to follow what other people's beliefs, their thoughts, and everything like that, because they lack a self-image. And I said, and that term I used was that they have non-personalities. They want to be have be more accepted by others, and those people they want to be accepted by are just like them. The copycat syndrome violates the first, second, and the tenth Bible commandments of God. The fad becomes your God and idol, and you choose that you choose to worship. By coveting, and that's the tenth one, by coveting what others are doing, you choose to desire what they have. And that is, you want a greater sense of self-worth. You hear that? Sin is man's basic nature. We are all sinners by nature. The effect, <coughs> excuse me, please. This affects your relationship with God. By choosing to follow the worldly actions and behaviors, we become the, the, to the devil to we see, we become and we allow the devil to gain a powerful control over us. I missed my point. Okay. Which can lead to hell and damnation. So, choosing to follow the worldly actions and behaviors of others. We give the devil an upper hand and he gains that power over us. And 
what the power he wants to do. He wants to fill hell and the lake of fire full of people who are nominal Christians. Our Bible text strongly supports this proposition that men who choose to copy and mimic worldly behaviors are moving down the path that many have followed for the history of mankind. That's what they've been following for the history of mankind. They, because we see that since time began, people have been following crowds and they want to be like the people who are the trendsetters and they are the copycats. It's because they don't have a healthy self-image and they want to be among those people who are like them. The fattest behavior gives them and makes them more acceptable to others, they think, who are just like them. Let's move on. Let's get a working definition of what a copycat is. You understand? Let's get a working definition of what a copycat is. A copycat is someone who has few ideas of their own and does not and does or says exactly the same as someone else. Few ideas and does the same exactly as someone else. One who copies or mimics the behaviors of others. Just plain and simple. Plain and simple. These people choose to follow and behave like other people are. And all of this leads you away from your relationship with God and destroys that. And because you're choosing to follow worldly behaviors, the devil gets an upper hand on you. And he gains power over you. And what he wants to do, as I said, is lead all of you fools to the lake of fire. Let's move on. Let's focus on what we see today. For much of my life, there has been one fad after another. Today's bald head Dreadlocks and full beards are what the copycats are wearing. Clothing for many are jeans with patches or cut out portions of the jeans. Tattoos on all the visible parts of their bodies, earrings and hooks going through their nose and ears and even in their tongue. The copycat syndrome for the older crowd follows some of the same fattish looks of the younger crowd, but it is more evident in the vehicles they drive the places they frequent, and the types of income they receive. And another copycat syndrome that is big is service animals. That just makes me sick what they're doing with dogs. And now the Democrats have hooked into this whole thing, the deaf culture, political party, Democrats are hooked into sex ID. You're not a male or female. They got about 20,000 other things that you're supposed to be that you can be. So the copycat thing is big. And we see it in the lives of people all around us. And many of them are in your families. Let's move on. I need to return to our Bible text and draw out some of the meaningful scriptures from God's word. The Old Testament people were also caught up in the copycat behaviors too. God's people were following the lead of the pagan believers and practicing idol, idol worshiping. God, through the prophets, he sent many of them, because he said that he sent many of the prophets, had warned the people if they took up paganism and child sacrifices, 
that the pagans practiced, he would move against them with a heavy hand of judgment. And he was, and it happened. That prophecy came true. The priests were God's spokesmen, and they were to rebuke and warn the people that God would bring a judgment against them if they didn't return from their sinful, wicked ways. If they didn't turn from their sinful, wicked ways. God blamed the priests for the people's disobedience because they didn't know him, the people, and had forgotten his laws. And that was the job of the priests, to teach about him and give them all the laws and statutes that God wanted them to observe. The, same, the shameful thing was that the priests rejoiced in the sins of the people and even encouraged more of their heathenistic behaviors. Do you hear that? They were encouraging those behaviors back in the Old Testament. So the Old Testament people were caught up in copycat behaviors too, following the lead of the pagan believers. The prophets had warned the people, paganism and child sacrifices would move God's hand of judgment against them. The priests were to rebuke and warn the people. That's their job. God blamed the priests for the people's disobedience. They had forgotten his laws. That's the people because the priests had, stopped, failed, had failed to preach and teach. The priests even encouraged more of the heathenistic behavior. Heathenism is, if it, if it feels good, it is good and is right. See, they like to press that point, and that's what we, the point we have even today. Heathenism. If it feels good, it is good and it's right. Today, it is not unusual to see ministers and pastors practicing many of the copycat behaviors that the worldly crowd follows. This is people, these pastors, these ministers today. They are driving expensive pickup trucks that cost $65,000. What did a pickup truck was originally invented, it wasn't invented for riding around as a family car or anything. And it wasn't invented to be an expensive. It was just a piece of transportation you used if you use a carpenter, a plumber, or, or any kind of those professions where you needed to carry your tools. But they were driving big, expensive pickup trucks and wearing these ministers, wearing full beards that the worldly crowd wears. They, these ministers, buy lottery tickets. They go to casinos. And they use the slang language of the worldly crowd. Heathenism is not condemned. They don't condemn it. And it's not condemned by them. My <coughs> sinuses. These modern-day preachers, pastors, who are hypocrites, and that's what they are, hypocrites. I want y'all to remember that word. You seem to forget that when you do these kind of things, you're being and practicing hypocrisy. And hypocrisy means that you're lying to everybody and lying to yourself and you're doing just the opposite. You're a hypocrite who think nothing about reading horoscopes, yes, and promoting psychological solutions to resolve the sinful issues that these carnal Christians are practicing. That's what they preach. They preach the social gospel. Materialism is their idol, and they even go to tea 
league readers who can help them and help them seek and find divine truth. You understand that? You understand? That's where they go. They go to tea league readers to help them to find divine truth. Let's move on. The copycat syndrome plays right into Satan's hands. He's able to create these fatties. These, remember, I say that most of them come from Satan. They're, come, they're the demonic kind of ways to influence people. So the copycat syndrome plays right into Satan's hands. He's able to create. Listen to what create, hey, Satan did. He is really sharp. He was of the highest angel level before God kicked him out. He is able to create faddish behaviors as a result of his ability in to creating critical lines of thinking. He influenced your thinking that satisfy your sinful nature, pornography and those and gambling. First, this is what Satan does. First, Satan is an expert in understanding people's spiritual and emotional natures where sin resides in their lives. He knows that. Secondly, Satan can use his knowledge to construct a lie because he is the originator of lies. Deceptions are schemes that correspond to the sinful nature of people who are weak spiritually. You see that? He knows he can create a lie that causes a deception or a scheme that corresponds to the sinful nature of people. His strategy is so effective that he uses to draw individual groups into fetish behaviors that produce a powerful behavior or addictions that draw the weak, the weak Christians away from the glory of God into sinful condition. This is what he does with groups. And the groups that he uses, and one of the best groups he's using right now, is the Demonic Democratic Party, the Deaf Culture Political Party. And they're into all kind of stupid, faddish things, the weather, the sex, all of these kind of crazy things. He's used it, and they are using it to their benefit to structure their political platform. Well... Let's focus on what the copycat syndrome sins are and how it affects these weak Christians. First, it draws the person or the sinner, the, the, the uh, Christian, the weak Christian, away from the acceptable behaviors that honor God. They stop honoring God. Secondly, this is what these fatties behaviors do, they tarnish our Christian image, and the unsaved cannot see Jesus in us. Third, the copycat syndrome becomes a membership to the worldly crowds and other sinful behaviors. You get that membership, you can join all of the homosexual, the gay rights movement, the gay pride movement. You can do that. You can join all of those crazy things and those memberships you get if you just start in some of these faddish syndromes that the copycat syndrome produces. I'm going to the fourth. I need to stay with stick with what I'm reading. The fourth faddish behaviors 
are like being drunk on wine or high on drugs. And we are robbed of our reason for living in a godly Christian way. It just takes that away from us, being high on drugs or alcohol or things like that. And the fifth thing that this sinful behavior, these sinful behaviors cause, we are trying to get an acceptance that will eventually lead us right into the clutches of Satan and the lake of fire. You hear that? We are trying to get an acceptance that will lead us right into the lake of fire and, and Satan's hand. There is a way that seemeth right unto men that leads to hell and destruction. That comes from the book of Proverbs. <clears throat> Let's just quickly reemphasize what I said. The five copycat sins draws people away from God. Secondly, the Christ-like image is tarnished and this unsaved can't see Jesus in us anymore. Third, the copycat syndrome gives us membership into the worldly crowd and other sinful behaviors like pornography, gambling, and things like that. Gives us membership into those things. Fourth, sinful thing that the copycat syndrome produces is fattish behaviors are like being drunk or on or on wine or high or known drugs. We are robbed of our reason for living a Christian way and life. And the fifth one, we are trying to get acceptance. See, these people want acceptance that will eventually lead us right into the clutches of Satan and the lake of fire. Boy, there is a way that seemeth right, hear that word, right unto man, that leads to hell and destruction. And that's what we, they are trying to do. Remember that sin is anything that takes you away from God by destroying your fellowship with him. God is righteous, holy, and cannot allow sin to come into his presence in any form, shape, or condition. You hear that? He can't allow it. That's just rephrasing it. Let's re-emphasize re it. He draws us away. We need, and it tarnishes our image, and it gives us membership into certain groups that are sinful and wicked and awful. The fattest behaviors are like being drunk on wine or drugs, robs us for a reason of living. And it's like trying to be accepted, but we get accepted into the wrong group, the clutches of Satan. So remember, anything that takes you away from God is going to lead you to hell, straight to hell. If you're participating in and you had that fattish behavior to be part of groups and everything, and you were in some of these groups like the de demonic democratic uh, political party, that's a death culture political party. That's going to lead you straight into the lake of fire with the rest of them. Hating, Satan wants to take as many people as he could take and rob God as many people as he can and 
put them in the same place he's going to be. That's going to be in the lake of fire. To love the world is to hate God. You can't serve two masters without, without making one greater than the other. Jesus said, if you choose to follow me, you must first deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. So Jesus said, and he tells you what the keys to being a Christian is. You must first deny yourself, your second. You must pick up your cross and then you follow him. In the end, if you choose to stick with the copycat syndromes until something new, and you're always finding something new that comes along, that will this will all lead you down the path to the never-ending lake of fire. You understand? Where the copycat syndrome will end forever, and you will be there forever in that lake of fire. Today is my dad's birthday. I want to quickly say, my dad followed the copycat syndrome all of his life. He started young drinking beer and he ended up dying at 56 years old as a alcoholic whose liver had been ruined through all those years of, of drinking and smoking cigarettes. Cigarette smoking is also another one of those, <coughs> excuse me, another one of those copycat syndrome. So if you're hooked on tobacco, you got a problem. Let's move. Today's his birthday. He died a copycatter. Let's move toward closure for today. Thank you for your time. Join me in my next podcast. Maranatha, Maranatha. It's a that is a prophecy. Jesus Christ is coming back again. Thank you very much, Maranatha. See you in my next podcast.